0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Career Catharsis. I'm your host, Neha Koram. Today, I will be chatting with my friend, Victoria muir self-care coach and founder of Recreo whose mission is to recreate and realign the way hustling humans experience health and joy in their lives. We'll be chatting about how you can shift your mindset to achieve balance in your workday and inspire others around you to do the same.
1: Hey, thanks so much for joining me today, Victoria. I know we've had a lot of conversations in the past around mindfulness, mindset coaching. I know that with Rec Rio, you've had the opportunity to work with a lot of organizations, as well as one-on-one with people really um, shaping their wellness journey. So I'd love to know a little bit more about your practice and if you could just introduce yourself and what you do. Sure. So
2: hi, everybody out there. My name is Victoria and I am the founder of Recreo, which is a wellness platform and a wellness practice. So a little bit of the history of Recreo or a little bit of the history about me. I used to work a nine to five job. And I was the typical classic nine to five, but it was actually, you know, nine to seven, overworked. And I actually, unfortunately was in a position with an employer that wasn't giving me benefits or sick days and I totally burnt out. I was, I was essentially I was a social worker was what I was doing, I was, I was doing a government job and I had a complete and total burnout. And that is when I decided from what I learned from that burnout was that I wanted to start helping other people. And that's how Recreo was born. And really, I noticed that it was a huge epidemic. All my friends, the people I was working for, I also um, have always done personal training on the side and um, corporate wellness on the side as well. On top of being a social worker, and everybody was just burnt out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it really, really is an epidemic. And that's how Recreo was born. So, Recreo is the Latin word for regenerate and re- recreate. And Recreo was born as a self care practice um, to help people in either organizations or I do one on one coaching and a lot of workshops, and right now because of COVID, we do a lot of um, online workshops as well, and virtual gatherings to just create a community where we can learn how to look after ourselves in a healthier way, because we're really not, and I believe the society has preconditioned us to think that we don't have enough time, to believe that it's cool to be busy, that it's cool to be overwhelmed, and it's just not it's not cool to be overwhelmed. And my purpose now in life really is if I can prevent anybody from not having to have a complete and total breakdown the way I did, I developed anxiety, depression, <clears throat> completely shut down and burnt out. Um, if I can help prevent that with anybody, even one person, then I've, then I've done my job. Then I've done my job. And then Recreo has, has helped make the world a better place essentially. Yeah. So that's Recreo and that's, that's a little bit
1: about me. I love that
2: you touched on a couple of points
1: that I think a lot of listeners would love to learn more about in terms of learning self-care practices and preventing that burnout epidemic. So not falling prey or falling victim to that. Although I would imagine a lot of folks currently listening either have had episodes of burnout or might currently be struggling with burnout. So I know you mentioned a little bit in terms of the types of clients that you work with, including one-on-one. So for a one-on-one client, what would you say is the number one complaint that they face?
2: So the number one complaint that I hear is I don't have enough time. And To even get the client to commit to themselves is a huge deal. And that's a huge first step, right? The number one complaint is I don't have enough time. And really that's all, what that's about is a mindset shift. And so, like I said before, society has preconditioned us to believe that we don't have enough time, right? We're in this hustling, hustling society and we're in a society where um, multitasking is kind of driven by our employers or encouraged by our employers or encouraged by others and celebrated and really multitasking is what makes us feel anxious and feel I call it like the you know you're waving your hands and right it makes us feel that like rising anxiety because you're doing all these different things and you feel like you don't have enough time and then really at the end of the day, because you've burnt yourself out so much at work or being a mom or being a dad, um, you, you do have time, but you're so burnt out that you just want to watch mind numbing television or you just crash. And so teaching people the mind shift about finding out that they actually have time is one of, one of the key beginnings to really starting on a journey, journey to self-care and to being kind to ourselves and looking after ourselves. That's
1: really important. And I like how you mentioned it's a mind shift. So we talk about mindset, uh, but that mind shift, I think that really hones in on what needs to happen in order to shift from that feeling that I don't have time to recognizing where you might need to kind of pull back and say no more, or maybe draw some boundaries. So, I don't know if you would potentially want to talk about boundaries, but if there's any sort of themes around there that you think listeners should be mindful of to start practicing that mind shift and promoting healthier habits in their workday, what would you recommend around there?
2: So boundaries is a really interesting idea, a really interesting concept and boundaries work two ways, right? Like setting boundaries for yourself, but also moving beyond your boundaries and sharing and being vulnerable. So I'm going to talk about that first. So when I was experiencing, or I knew deep down inside that I was about to go through a burnout, what was happening inside my head with my inner monologue. And I think this happens with a lot of my clients. and A lot of people I talk to is we look perfect on the outside, right? I have a nine to five job. I own a house. I'm participating in my sport, whatever. I, I have this, this beautiful life from the outside. And then we become incredibly fearful and afraid of being judged. And then, that, then we also become incredibly fearful that, of being judged that we aren't strong and being seen as weak. So that's one boundary that we need to get over. We need to get over that idea that we're gonna be judged by our coworkers or judged by our friends because there's this magical thing that happens when you release that boundary and you start being honest about your needs is then everybody else. And I guarantee you out there, everybody listening, everybody feels the same way. Everybody is afraid of being judged or being honest about how they're feeling. And the more you talk about it, there's this magical thing that happens when you do become vulnerable, is your friends will step forward. And the ones that really are the ones that are meant to be in your life, those people will step forward and be there for you. And you might actually be surprised, I was when I started talking about it, a lot of other coworkers I had were like, I feel the same way, but I was afraid to talk about it. And we helped each other and support each other and sought out other other terms of support. So that's one boundary that we need to break through, right? Or it's the idea if anybody's ever heard of the term imposter syndrome, right? Where you feel like you're not good enough, you, you don't belong, you're not worthy. And the more we talk about it, we realize that's really just our inner monologue being our inner critic. And that, that's what happens when we, come, we become overwhelmed, right? And then the other boundary that you're talking about is actually setting boundaries for yourself. So one of my, one of my favorite pieces of, of advice is, no is a sentence. So when we start to have that inner critic or that, that feeling that we're not good enough any kind of anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, whatever your inner critic's saying, when we start to have low self-esteem, it's really hard to say no when somebody asks you to do something, right? So you you would say, we say no, and we give a big long rambling excuse, (laughs) right? right? Because we're afraid of being judged, we're afraid of thinking, especially in an employed, like a work situation, we're afraid of maybe our supervisor thinking, we're not good enough. So we take on the work and we say, yes, we're going to do the work. Yes. On the work. Instead of setting the boundary and saying, you know what, I'm really busy working on this project. I want to do it. Right. I can't do that right now. Can we delegate it to someone else or can it wait or just no, I can't do that right now. So the idea of no as a sentence, let's go to multitasking for a, for a quick second. The idea of no as a sentence, just remember that in your mind, right? I turned my phone on, do not disturb right before we started started this podcast call, right? That's no as a sentence. I'm saying, no, I don't need to answer my phone right now. No, I don't need to check my messages right now, my text messages, right? I'm completely present right now in in participating in this this wonderful conversation with you, right? And the people on the other end of the phone that might call me or might leave me a message, they, they don't need to know the reason that I'm not picking up the phone and I don't have to pick up the phone, <laughs> right? So little boundaries that you can set set for yourself really do add up to a big, bigger effect. They create a ripple effect and create bigger change. But we have to start with the little small and slow solutions first. And, and that's really, really important. And it's easily and naturally done, but we have you have to start doing it. You have to start doing it. So even if it's, I'm going to work on this project for an hour in the morning, I'm not going to check my email. And then I'm going to check my email. Those emails, they were sent yesterday. When you send an email, you don't expect someone to respond immediately within five seconds, right? If it's an emergency, they'll call you, right? So you don't need to respond to the email right away. You can focus and be present on the work you're doing. And what that ultimately does is it, allows our brain to be focused and concentrating on one thing whenever we shift between tasks the, it takes brain energy and brain power to shift there's no such thing as multitasking this, the conscious brain can only focus on one thing at a time so when we shift we're literally shifting our focus and the brain gets very fatigued and we develop brain fog and we can burn out
1: Wow. I know that was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember I, what the question was, but that was so my advice. Put it all in, and I think we've had conversations in the past around this, but it really is all tied together. And I love that you broke, broke up boundaries into two departments. Really there's the one side of self-limiting beliefs. And I don't think I've really heard about self-limiting beliefs uh, talked about this way as boundaries that these are boundaries we place on ourselves that we need to challenge because we hear we hear quite often that, okay, say no and protect your time, lay down the boundaries. But when it comes to those self-limiting beliefs, those are also boundaries. So it's sort of that discernment between which ones do we want to challenge and um, open ourselves up to opportunity and which boundaries do we want to lay the foundation for to protect our time and our energy, as you were mentioning. So there's that discernment there that I think is really valuable, which kind of leads into what you talked about around uh, the brain fog and the overwhelm. I have definitely seen people who seem to be powerhouses that can take on everything. But I think those are the people that are exceptionally great at discerning what gives them energy. And they say yes to those opportunities. and, And they're good at challenging boundaries that potentially are fear-driven and then perhaps they're better at protecting their time with certain tasks or opportunities that they know are going to drain them so I think that discernment piece is huge and another thing that you said that I think is so powerful that might be hard to remember in the moment is no is a sentence I think we try to explain our way out of things we add all, all our, I would say, anxieties or fears in our excuse for why we didn't show up to an event or why we don't wanna help out a friend. But yeah. I love that, no is a sentence. So in terms of kind of going back to Rec Rio, and I know you mentioned that there's some online support that you've been providing. So if you could expand a little bit in terms of any virtual coaching or virtual support you're providing during COVID?
2: Yeah, so it's been really interesting during COVID and it's really important to point out that it's also, people are also suffering with their mental health and emotional health and spiritual health right now during COVID Um, because we are in isolation. Things are starting to open up now, but it's really important to acknowledge that that this situation does have an effect on us. And it also has an effect on children, right? I, I really wanna give a shout out to the kids these kids are used to being active and having recess and having lunch and also seeing other children. And now they're at home, uh, doing school and not really being able to participate with other, other kids and their only interactions with adults. So I think we need to, to give a shout out and some kindness to kids. And that's been one of the messages that I've, I've been talking about as well, because wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. 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 Just, these, these kids are, are going to grow up having this experience. So, um, but a lot of the work that I've been doing during COVID is hosting. I've been doing online workshops, which has been wonderful and great. And I, I've, I've been uploading a lot of the workshops that I usually do in person as online courses. So a lot of the corporate workshops I do as online courses. So um, self-esteem courses, self-esteem workshops, time, t- time management workshops, but in a more realistic kind of way, some of the tricks and stuff that I teach in the time management course are, are much different than your typical, write down your time and find out you know um, where you're spending it. It's more of mind shift practices and how we can change our perspective on time. And one of the other interesting things that I've been doing and I have another one starting up um, mid July is a weekly wellness gathering, Mm -hmm. and it's a weekly Zoom call. And um, it's been really popular and really great and really great in allowing people to connect. So it's a Zoom call, but it's not a workshop. I'm not just presenting a slideshow. Really, we're gathering together, and each week has a theme. And we always start with some kind of breath work, some kind of body movement, and then we have some kind of theme that we talk about, and then we have a conversation together and, and share share with each other and it's been really really popular and we've had lots of intergenerational conversations and different age groups coming in and it's it's been really really wonderful and people are feeling really connected that way and that's that's been really really great too and i've also seen a bit of an uptick in the one-on-one coaching as well so with the one-on-one coaching i really dive in deep with you and help you peel back the layers about where your insecurities are come from, or the reasons you might behave in certain ways. For example, why do I self-soothe with food? Or why am I eating certain foods at nighttime? Or uh, it could be anything from your weight loss, to how you're feeling inside, to moving your body, to making sure that you're in right relationships with the people that are important with you in your life. So it, it's been really interesting that way. I kind of see two things happening. One is people are taking the time for personal growth. And the other one is people are kind of falling in into the crevice or a little bit into the funnel and needing right. some self-care and needing some connection and and needing, needing to do the work. So my hope is to be able to reach out to both of those people and get everybody on track and start healing the world, essentially, and and healing the communities that I'm I'm lucky enough to work in.
1: I love that. And thank you for all the work that you do. I think, especially now is a time where support is very much needed. I think of all the people that have been struggling before this crisis and what it must feel like at a time where maybe they were practicing their healing during this global crisis and this only I would say amplifies it and then there's the people that you mentioned that maybe they they were in a good place but current circumstances have maybe rocked the boat for them so I think self-care is on everybody's mind these days so it really helps to lean on practitioners such as yourself join the support groups get the one-on-one advice or sessions that you need. So I think those are all great avenues that I would love everyone to maybe even explore Recreo. There's a lot of great stuff happening there. Um, But I would love to know if there's any small change that we could take away from this conversation that we can make as individuals to practice wellness in our day-to-day work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Neha. The other thing I want to mention too that's been really interesting that I forgot to say is is it's been interesting because companies have also been coming. So I do a lot of workshops in person at companies, but they're recognizing that their employees that are working at home need support. So I have been providing online virtual workshops for companies in terms of how to manage your day, how to look after yourself. And I, I want to applaud those companies that have been asking for those supports and recognizing that they need to provide those supports for their employees. Uh, Cause that is another one of my missions is we need to change the culture in the work in the workplace. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It so, all starts there. I would say yeah. societies are shaped by organizations and what happens there is really a great playing field to test out different ways to shift culture and and that's really, I would say, the backbone of any strong society. So I definitely applaud workshops um, on wellness in the workplace. And it's good to know that your, your mission is tied to that. Um, so kind of going back to a small change definitely. that anyone can take from this conversation. What would you say we can practice today?
2: So here is my favorite, favorite small change or small piece of advice for everybody out there. Back to the the idea of being kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. and acknowledging and listening to our inner monologue and then being kind to ourselves. So forgive yourself for having the thoughts you're having. Don't beat yourself up about the thoughts you're having. You're having them. I forgive myself for having that thought. Now I'm gonna move forward. And one of the best things that you can do for yourself to stop that like tickety 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 Mm -hmm. tick that's going on inside your head is at the end of the day, Say to yourself, I've done everything I can do today, and that's okay. So what happens when you actually say that to yourself, or if you write it on a piece of paper, you're actually sending a signal into your subconscious brain, it's picking it up and it's, it's hearing it. And you will find that you actually feel like, okay, and then you can go to sleep right? So at the end of the day, say to yourself, I've done everything I can do today, and that's okay. And that comes from the idea that we are imperfectly perfect. Nobody's perfect. So even if you see someone out there that is a powerhouse, and you think they're, how do they do all this work? How do they they multitask all these things? I guarantee you, they have similar thoughts that you do inside your head. And to calm those thoughts is is really, really important in terms of calming our brain so that we can start to shift our mindset. And the amazing thing about saying a thought or an affirmation every day is it plants a seed in our brain. So the subconscious brain loves repetition and loves consistency. So the more you give it a message, the more likely it is that it's going to become a pattern. So it's going to shift a pattern that you already have in your brain, a behavior pattern to shift it, but you have to give it repetition and you have to do it consistently. Mm -hmm. And the easiest thing that you can do is literally say that one sentence to yourself at the end of the day, I've done everything I can do today. And that's okay. And it will make a difference. It will shift your brain and shift the patterns in your brain. And you will notice, different behaviors or different feelings. And that's the magical thing about the subconscious brain. It does the work for you and you don't even know it's the computer in the background doing all the work and you don't know, and you're never going to know until it brings the thoughts to your conscious. Right? So appreciate that and appreciate that when you do mindfulness work, it does work.
1: I love that. And that is something that is accessible and everyone can take away when we talk about forgiving ourselves, it can be tricky to really practice that. So I love that you have a tangible way for us to repeat this affirmation. So um, say it one more time, just so that everybody yeah. knows. Let me repeat it again and again. That's, this yeah. is it. it's repetition, it's repetition,
2: right? But you remember the brain will pick up, right? I've done everything I can do today and that's okay. I've done
1: everything I can do today and that's okay. I that's love that. Okay. Yeah, And it reminds me of how I would say in the gym, we're working our muscles, there's this wear and tear, and then there's the repair. So even with that inner work, and you were talking about being vulnerable, I think it's very similar in that those moments of vulnerability and doing the work in our heads really is kind of like uh, working our muscles and building that strength and resilience. So I can see how it's sort of an overlooked part because it's usually not tied to something as tangible, but I love that you're giving us something that we can actually say out loud or write down and it's accessible. It doesn't require a lot of time. It doesn't require you know a lot of concentration.
2: It's really just a sentence. Yeah, And I love that. I love that example. Neha. like it's, Mm -hmm. that's a very tangible example, right? We know that if we don't go to the gym, our body isn't going to get stronger, right? Or we're not going to lose weight. We're not going to lose the fat or our endurance and our cardio isn't going to get better. And we also know that it's going to feel uncomfortable to make our body better. Right. You know, that's why it's called working out, right? Like it's work, right? Work you know that you're going to go to the gym and your heart's going to be fast and you're going to sweat and you might be short of breath or you might lift really heavy weights and and you know do the uh, grunting or whatever right but you know that that's going to get you results and you know you have to be uncomfortable to get the results so mm-hmm. it's the same way when you're doing work on yourself you might feel uncomfortable it might feel silly saying that sentence to yourself at the mm-hmm. end of the day or the idea of mindfulness Mm -hmm. people are like, what is that? That makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to know what mindfulness is, right? Right. You cannot create change in your body, in your brain, in your emotional health and spiritual health without going to the edge, without going to an uncomfortable place and working through that uncomfortableness. And on the other side is where the changes and where the rewards is, is where the muscle is, is where you know, I'm starting to see my biceps because I've been doing bicep curls, right? I'm starting to feel less stressed because I've been doing the work. You have to do the work and you have to acknowledge it may be uncomfortable. And again, that's okay because we only grow and change when we go to the edge. We only grow and change when we are uncomfortable. So we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's what someone like me is for, right? With one-on-one coaching, I challenge my clients, right? They will come to me with an excuse and I will say that's because this feels uncomfortable for you and you don't want to do the work. So let's do the work. Let's work through that excuse, right? Cause that's what they are. The ex- excuses is our brain or our ego saying, I'm not comfortable with this. And I don't like change. And we have to get uncomfortable to create the change we need and do the work. But I promise you, if you do the work, You are going to find more joy, more happiness, more ease, more, feel more natural in your life and get rid of, get rid of that stress. Right. But you have to do the work. Absolutely. And you can do it. You can do it. Everybody can do it.
1: Absolutely. And for those who find it really too hard to get started, as you mentioned, I think that's where you need to go to your champions. You need to find the support. You need your cheerleaders your coaches and i think it can very much start with your your friends your family just leaning on them for support and recognizing how much positivity might already exist in your life but sometimes you do need to seek that professional help and i think there should be no stigma about it i myself have had coaches i've worked with people that have had a tremendous impact on my life and my self-growth And I myself am a coach, and I'm happy that I can do that for others um, for their career. And I am so thankful that you do the work that you do, Victoria, and these online sessions that you mentioned each week. That's something that I think is another accessible medium for people that are listening. So I would love to loop in that information and kind of summarize a little bit more of what we, what we discussed um, and put it into practice.
2: Yeah, for sure. So for all the listeners out there, I'll, we'll definitely put in the notes for this. I'll, I'll give you the information for the online wellness gathering. And also I'd like to offer everybody my time management course for free as well. That's listening. So I'll give you a special code that you can put in the notes for the, for the podcast as well. Um, Cause if you are listening and you've taken the time and the effort to listen, listening to this podcast is your self-care. And I want to give you a reward for listening to this podcast and taking taking the moment for self-care and and help you along that path and that journey. So we'll, we'll give you some freebies and things that, that, um, that your listeners can continue to go on this journey so we can support them.
1: Thank you, Victoria. Yeah. That is very generous and very kind. I appreciated this conversation. I feel like I've learned quite a bit and you've already taught me a lot. So hopefully people are leaving this conversation feeling inspired, energized, less stress, hopefully feeling joyful and we'll be connecting you to more resources soon.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Neha. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for inviting me to participate in your podcast. Congratulations on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed our chat with Victoria Bercia, self-care coach and founder of Recreo. To access the free workshop on Udemy titled Unlock the Secrets to Reduce Overwhelm, click on the link in our episode description on ACAST and enter the coupon code as one word, all caps, Catharsis.
1: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Career Catharsis Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode with somebody that you know to inspire someone to take the next step in their career. Send me your feedback at coach.neha.koram at gmail.com. Connect with me on Instagram at coach.neha or find me on LinkedIn. Simply type my
0: name, Neha Koram, and you'll find me. Looking forward to connecting and see you next time.